the next stop, Sprawlcast. You're listening to Sprawlcast. My name is Jeremy Klossus, and I'm the founder and editor of The Sprawl. And Sprawlcast is a show for curious Calgarians who want more than the daily news grind. This show is made in collaboration with CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary, and we are broadcasting slash podcasting on Treaty 7 land. This is the home of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Sutina Nation, Stony Nakoda Nation, and Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. I don't see how we move forward without delaying the start and end of construction on that project. I 100% support the direction the province is taking. Well, I appreciate that the provincial government has said it remains committed to this project. Um, uh, talk is talk uh, and money walks. All right, that was Calgary Mayor Nahed Nenshi and City Councilors Diane Colley-Urquhart and Evan Woolley. They were speaking at City Council on October 28th. And once again, we are talking Green Line. How many times are we going to talk about this? I feel like I've done this a bunch lately, but it's time to do it again, because once again, this project is under attack. As you've probably heard, the provincial budget is bad news for the Green Line. Provincial funding for the first four years has been cut over 80%, from over $500 million to $75 million. The funding that was supposed to all be in place by 2023 isn't supposed to arrive until 2028 under this budget. On top of that, the UCP's Bill 20 has a clause that would let the province pull out of the Green Line with just three months' notice. Here's NDP leader Rachel Notley in question period October 28th. What the Premier did was promise Calgary a Green Line, and he has now put in a 90-day cancellation clause for no reason into a piece of legislation that is causing huge anxiety in the city of Calgary. Why, if he wasn't planning on using that clause, is that in his legislation now? Come clean, Premier. Good question. Mr. Speaker, I can tell you what's causing huge anxiety for Calgarians, a jobs crisis created by their tax hikes, by their driving tens of billions of dollars of investment out of this province, and a fiscal disaster. Premier Jason Kenney goes on like that for a bit, and then he repeats something about the NDP that he's been saying for a while now. They cut the green line in half, half as many people serve, for the same amount of money, Mr. Speaker. Not only did they hamper us with higher taxes, they cut our green line in half, Mr. As I said on a previous sprawl cast, this is not true. The NDP did not cut the green line in half. What they did do is they did take a while to announce their share of the funding for the green line. In 2015, the Harper government announced $1.5 billion for the green line. Jason Kenney was actually the minister who made the announcement. And the NDP didn't announce their contribution until 2017. But the reason phase one of the Green Line got shorter was due to the cost of tunneling under downtown and the Bow River. These are things the city is now looking at and reevaluating, looking if they can do it a cheaper way. But now the whole project is in limbo. There's a group of councillors that have come out and said, we shouldn't even do rail, let's just make this a bus rapid transit line. And maybe down the road it can be converted to rail, but for now let's just go with buses. And then we can actually take some city money out of the Green Line and redirect it elsewhere. That's what Councillor Jyoti Gondek is suggesting. 
Here she is on 770-CHQR on November 4th. We have been so focused on the center city for a very good reason. We have to do things well down there. Mm -hmm. But if we can't find a reasonable cost-effective solution down there right now, then let's focus on the north. Let's get a BRT into downtown, and let's do downtown right in time when the technology changes and when we have more money. When we have more money. Well, that brings us to what we're going to dig into today. This is the story of how Calgary's City Council prioritized an NHL arena over the biggest public transit project in the city's history. They knowingly put themselves in this position. They were warned, but they didn't listen. There's no question that the UCP budget hits cities hard. The city charters have been torn up. And not only have they deferred Green Line funding, the province also eliminated the Alberta Community Transportation Fund. And here's what city admin told council about that on October 28th. The elimination of this program will increase costs and delay replacement of C-train cars and buses with associated capacity issues. This is happening after city council already cut its own transit budget this past summer as a way of offering tax relief to business owners on their property tax bills. Now, the tax situation is a whole other episode. That's a whole other issue to get into. But for right now, let's stick with the provincial budget. In addition to the cuts that I've already mentioned, the province has also cut MSI funding to the city of Calgary by almost 10%. This is funding that's used for infrastructure projects. And the long and short of all this is that city council finds itself in a real bind right now. We're going to have to figure out how to recast our capital plans. It is absolutely the case that we will end up having to defer, delay, or cancel capital projects uh, in the capital plan going forward. We absolutely will have to. But which projects are up for reconsideration? and which ones are to be left untouched. Council has made it clear that they want the two projects um, that have con- that are sort of commenced out of the four, um, the BMO Centre and the Event Centre, as major priorities. Uh, it does mean that if Council is still of that view, I imagine they will be, that we'll have to look at recasting some other capital. Nenshi reiterated this in his media scrum outside Council Chambers. He said that the four capital projects the council approved earlier this year, including the arena and the BMO Centre, don't rely on traditional provincial government funding. And therefore, those projects should mostly be left untouched. And once again, he strongly suggested that council won't revisit those projects. So in reality, the provincial budget shouldn't really impact those four projects. The issue is that if there's other stuff that we were planning on having funded by the government that is now not being funded by the provincial government in this manner, does that mean maybe that's a higher priority than these four projects? My, I guess council's not going to go that way. But does City Hall even have the leeway to back out of these projects, including the arena, should it choose to? Councillor Jeremy Farkas asked City Solicitor Glenda Cole about this. And what is the nature of the commitments that we've made? Is it on the table to revise the scope or cancel any of one of these projects we've agreed to to date? Your Worship, we would have to look at the implications from a legal perspective of changing uh, any position we've taken on any of the major projects or any other capital project commitments to date. So what does this mean for the Green Line? Well, part of the issue is that the federal $1.5 billion commitment to the Green Line is tied to the provincial commitment of the same amount. 
and it's unclear how that'll play out with the provincial funding being deferred. To understand what's happening now and why City Council is in this position, we have to go back to March 4th. That's when City Council approved the funding strategy for the four capital projects, including the BMO Centre and the Arena. They were warned about this exact situation, but it was dismissed as fear-mongering. This shows we have a vision. This shows we have leadership. And this shows that we have a plan to create value for each and every Calgarian. Frankly, I find that uh, it's reckless to proceed in this way to overextend ourselves in such a way. You just heard councillors Jeff Davison and Jeremy Farkas speaking on March 4th. Here's councillor Shane Keating. The four projects discussed today are all quite different and all four have great benefit to the city. I will repeat that all four have great benefit individually to the city. Arts Commons, Fieldhouse, BMO Expansion, and Event Centre. You're going to hear a lot about the four projects on this Sprawlcast and elsewhere. When we talk about the four projects, we're talking mostly about the Arena and the BMO Centre in terms of where city money is going. The Arts Commons upgrade project and the Fieldhouse are getting relatively small amounts in this arrangement compared to the other two projects. And you got a feel for the poor neglected Fieldhouse always tacked on, always neglected, always promised but never delivered. The field house has been a priority since 1957. This multi-purpose facility would give our children, families and seniors a place to create community through sports. 1957? That's a long time ago. Now I'd suggest that if the field house has been a priority for that long and it hasn't been built yet, it's not really a city priority. And that's what this episode is about. What's really a priority in this city? Not just on paper, but in practice. Right now, the city has nearly $670 million tied up in these four projects. And over 90% of that is for the arena and the BMO Center. And here's a little known fact. The city actually has more tied up in the BMO Center than it does in the arena. The BMO expansion which the funding of one-third from the City of Calgary, province, and the federal government will transform the BMO Centre into a Tier 1 Convention Centre, generating an estimated of $276 million each year to the Calgary economy. The BMO Centre and the arena are seen as two key pieces of the Rivers District, and that's the area that's being redeveloped by the same city-owned corporation, CMLC, that redeveloped East Village. City Hall is paying more than its share for the BMO Centre, double its share in fact, because it's also covering the provincial portion. The city has basically made a long-term loan, and that money is supposed to come back to the city in the form of a Community Revitalization Levy, or CRL. Here's how Mayor Nenshi described the BMO situation in July. On the BMO Centre, for example, just so people understand that deal, it's ostensibly a one-third, one-third, one-third deal for a $500 million project. So $167 million each. Sounds familiar. The challenge with that one is that the province's contribution isn't really a contribution. The province's contribution is we're going to extend the community revitalization levy for another 20 years and feel free to use that money for the BMO Centre. So in reality, um, the city's contribution is two-thirds of the BMO Centre, right. so call it uh, $350 million right. plus financing. 
So it's actually very large. And the city isn't expecting to see most of that money back for a long while, till 2028 and beyond. Now, at the March 4th meeting, Council was looking at funding these projects through a bunch of different funding sources, including its Rainy Day Fund, the Fiscal Stability Reserve, or FSR. Let's listen now to some of the debate that happened. We're going to hear from Councillors Giancarlo Carra, George Chahal, and Jyoti Gondek. So we've been able to bring a strategy to bear that does this effectively without raising taxes. And, you know, we can argue that pulling investment out of here or there. But the fact is that, you know, this is a big, well-run organization. These are four absolutely essential projects to the best future for our city. And all things being equal, it is within our capacity to pursue them and pursue them diligently. This is a strategy over probably a decade of various projects with various partners. And if the deal is not right on each one of those projects, I'll vote against it. We should cancel them. I mean, but I don't think not taking a look at them and pursuing the opportunities to grow the pie, to grow what this city is and what each of these projects can mean to the fabric of our community, I think that's a disservice. The decision that's before us right now is to show that we believe in our city's future. Each project could be an indicator that our city is looking forward and not lamenting our current state. The decision is ours to make, Council. Do we have faith in ourselves as we expect others to have in us? A bunch of this City Council meeting happened behind closed doors. And in that closed door meeting, the city's chief financial officer, Carla Mail, gave council members some key advice about funding these four projects. Now, initially, that advice was going to be kept confidential, but after councillors Jeremy Farkas and Evan Woolley pushed for it to be made public, the city's CFO shared it openly. And she warned about the very situation city council now finds itself in. As our chief financial officer, would you recommend that we undertake all of these projects? Uh, at this time, I would be comfortable moving forward with one project. Thank you. Why is that? Uh, through your worship, Tutu, Councillor Woolley, um, there are, are a number of um, issues within our financial complexity that we're taking a look at right now. So we know that we are taking a look at um, the Green Line uh, project. And we are moving through uh, various stages of analysis and various stages of strategy. And we'll have more and more clarity as we come to financial close here uh, late in 2020. Um, we have a political environment um, where uh, governments may be changing. And uh, we have a lot of capital dollars related to uh, government announcements. Um, we just went through our one Calgary budget and we know that our capital uh, situation isn't uh, as much as we had before. And so for a couple of reasons, um, that would be my comfort level at this time. Okay. It was very clear on March 4th that this would be a huge decision. By choosing these four projects, you're choosing not to do others. It is undeniably true that if Council approves what's before you today, uh, Councillor Keating's motion, it will restrict your, restrict your future flexibility on many things. For many uh, years. As the discussion unfolded, 
a number of councillors specifically raised concerns about how this could compromise the Green Line project down the road. Councillor Farrell. We're entertaining the most expensive, largest project in our history. It comes with a certain amount of risk. Going ahead with the four projects would mean drawing the city's rainy day fund, the FSR, down to its minimum. Here's City CFO Carla Mayle, followed by Councillor Farkas. And after that, Councillor Farrell. Within this um, financial strategy, we have maintained um, the council-directed minimum of a 5% of tax-supported gross expenditures uh, to be maintained as um, for unexpected items and contingencies within our fiscal stability reserve. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, I will be not able to support this. I believe that proceeding with this strategy on these terms would severely compromise our financial capacity to respond to the property tax shift, prepare for natural disasters such as another flood, as severe or worse than 2013, as well as many unknowns related to the Green Line LRT project. Thank you, Council. I, I've been um, thinking about this a lot. If, I think if the conversation in camera would have gone a little differently, I. I might have been able to get on board with this, but I, I think it's premature. I'm very worried about the risk that we would be taking on, um, and we would really have no access to uncommitted funds. I know that um, if I don't support this, there'll likely be repercussions, but I've thought about whether I can, and I, I it, it just appears too risky from my support. So I, I, I'm going to vote against this. Meanwhile, Councillor Peter DeMong flagged a number of issues, including turnover in key roles at City Hall. City Manager Jeff Fielding had resigned a couple months earlier to take a job in Toronto. We've got a management team who, although are spectacular and splendid, and I wouldn't trade them in for anybody, we've got a couple of gaps in there. We're still looking for a city manager. We're still looking for two or three full-time general managers. We are in a position at the city of Calgary. We are in a, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> in a transition position right now. And in a transition, somebody mentioned businesses earlier. Generally speaking, businesses, when they're in transitions, do not invest a huge amount of dollars in any project until they have certainty. Councillor DeMong also warned about the problems that City Hall is facing as we speak. In the next nine months, we will be seeing three huge events that will have massive financial implications to this, to this city and, and this council. That being the provincial election, the provincial um, requisition for property, to, for, for, for education tax, and the federal election. We don't really know which direction those implicated financials will take us. Could be good, could be bad. It behooves me to mention that we're jumping ahead of the gun here. Why wouldn't we wait the nine months, find out exactly what our true financial footing is, figure out the PTP portion of this, and then go forward with these projects. These projects aren't going to disappear. Can we turn around in nine months and say no to these four? Of course we could. But the whole point is why would we go forward on it with all of this stuff hanging over our heads like Damocles' sword? I just don't quite understand. When we talk about mega projects, the green line that we're in the process of putting forward is a mega project 
head and shoulders above the others, two to three times the size of what we're talking about here. And that deserves our, our full-time attention. Now, as I mentioned before, at the time, city council had the tax shift hanging over their heads. Business owners were about to get hit by exorbitant property tax increases due mostly to the cratering of the downtown office market. Now, they put off balancing the tax burden onto residential property taxes, which is how they're going to have to deal with it sooner or later. But at this March 4th meeting, part of the issue being discussed was, instead of putting this money towards these four capital projects, maybe we should use it for tax relief for businesses instead. Not all of it, of course, but some of it. Now, as you'll recall, City Hall did offer relief to business owners in the form of a rebate. They took it partially out of their reserves, but they also took it out of their operating budget, $60 million in cuts, including to transit, and these cuts also triggered announcements of pool closures in the Beltline and Inglewood. And all of this happened at the same time they pushed through the arena deal. When that was happening, City Council tried to save face by saying one couldn't solve the other. You couldn't take the arena money and stave off service cuts because the arena money is from capital budget and the service cuts are from your operating budget. But the truth is, they had options. They just chose not to take them. We'll get to all that later on in more detail. But for right now, let's go back to March 4th and Councillor Evan Woolley. I really want to do all these projects too. Um, but we cannot in a f fiscally responsible way, undertake these. And our finan chief financial officer has told us that. Um, there are deep concerns about our liquidity, our credit rating, our ability to support writ large the business community through tax relief, and uh, a number of other citizen priorities in the next two and a half years. And we are using up all of that fiscal capacity and liquidity for projects that will not be tapped for many years to come. I cannot stress how worried I am about this. Now we're going to hear from councillors Ward Sutherland, Giancarlo Carra, and Jeff Davison. To say it's reckless, in, in my opinion, is very myopic perspective and a lack of business acumen. For example, ma many projects that are here have significant uh, funds that are going to be leveraged, like the student program. So to say we shouldn't do something and use money, well, in business, if you can use $2 to get $4, that's actually a smart thing to do because it pays a lot more than interest does. Mrs. Mail, our CFO's responsibility is to present a zero risk option. That's what she has done. She has done her job and thank you for doing your job. It's our job as council to manage risk. And we've all had numerous discussions on how zero risk gets us absolutely nowhere. Some of the statements tonight might be interpreted as scare tactics. Yes, times are challenging. Yes, there are unknowns. We, as a council, need to consider risk on behalf of Calgarians. It is now time to stop fear-mongering and move towards a can-do attitude that used to be in this city. We have a vision, Calgarians are waiting. It's time to make a decision and build some confidence in our city and in our council. We know that if we cannot land 
any of these projects within the worst case scenario that this model presents us, we're out. We also know that if things substantially change and the landscape shifts, we can also be out, right? So this does not commit us to a suicide mission. This commits us to a mission that if things go bad, we can pull out. I am in support of this and wholeheartedly agree with my colleagues as to what's been said here. I think this is about priorities. It's about managing risk and it's about a portfolio of assets that I have extreme faith in this council that we can manage. I think some of the things here that uh, we've seen is that uh, we know we can provide rigor and structure to achieve all four. But I think to kill these today would be extremely short-sighted. Um, I think that uh, when Calgarians are struggling, we need to show leadership. Uh, part of leadership is putting the tools to work that we have in front of us. It makes no sense today to wait for a rainy day. The rainy day is upon us. And to kill this today is extremely short-sighted. The councillors that were concerned about approving this were doubly worried because to back out of these projects would mean you would need a reconsideration motion. And that means instead of a council majority of eight votes, you need 10 votes. So it's harder to turn back. And it is kneecapping our capacity to respond quickly um, and immediately because it will take 10 votes for reconsideration to projects that come up that we can actually get capital working for us now. City Council voted 11-4 to approve the funding strategy for these four projects. The councillors who voted against were councillors DeMong, Farkas, Farrell and Woolley. And that brings us to today, where a group of city councillors who all voted for these four projects, despite the warnings, are now saying, hmm, maybe we shouldn't make the Green Line rail. Let's just make it a bus line. And then maybe we can take that city money and put it somewhere else where it's needed more. Remember, that's what Councillor Gondek has suggested. The message from city council is clear. Hands off the arena. But the Green Line, that can be cut. That can be delayed. We're going to hear some final voices here from the October 28th council meeting in response to the provincial budget. Councillor Farrell, followed by Councillor Jeremy Farkas. Considering we've already started on the Green Line, um, we started with, uh, with trust with our other orders of government, and it's a partnership. So I, I just don't know what this does to rela relationship with the province. It, it, um, it completely erodes trust. This council needed to realize that it was Albertans who voted for this, and it was Calgarians in particular who overwhelmingly endorsed this vision set out by the UCP government by electing 23 out of 26 seats for this government. I personally don't think that the budget that they've presented goes nearly far enough. Farkas basically said City Council needs to get with the UCP program. At the end of the day, we have so strongly limited our ability to be able to navigate these uncertain times that it leaves us holding the bag, uh, really questioning wh what, what happens next. So in any event, Council, I'd argue on this matter where we've really, becomes the, we've really become the architects of our own misfortune. All of this works out very nicely for Jason Kenney, who obviously wants to delay the Green Line, and Council members are stuck trying to justify the decisions they've made that have helped create this mess. Here's Mayor Nenshi responding to Councillor Farkas. And I think that it is exceptionally disingenuous to say these are decisions coming home to roost. What these were, 
where decisions as a result of very prudent, prudent fiscal management over many years that allowed us the capacity and the ability to do different things. In the next Sprawl cast, we're going to take a closer look at what happened in July before City Council's summer break when they rammed through the arena deal. We'll look at what was behind that decision, what led up to it, and why Council insisted that the arena deal had to happen right now and couldn't wait. You should know that if this passes, this deal is done tonight, and you will forever be known as the, the council that likely lost the Calgary Flames. End of line. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. You've been listening to Sprawlcast. My name is Jeremy Klossus. I'm the founder and editor of The Sprawl. And for more on this story, more data, more links, more images and whatnot, go to our website, www.sprawlcalgary.com. You'll also find a full transcript of this episode there. Thank you to everyone on Twitter who helped me with how to pronounce BMO Center. BMO Center? BMO? BMO? As you likely heard, it's pronounced different ways in this story. Arts Commons, Fieldhouse, BMO Expansion, and Event Centre. Um, the BMO Centre and the Event Centre as major priorities. We'll transform the BMO Centre into a Tier 1 Convention Centre. And so I was confused about it. But not anymore, because BMO actually tweeted me the actual BMO account, Twitter account, and said, it's BMO. So there you go. Our C-Train narrator is Holly McConnell. Our theme music is by Dan D. Augustino and Kenny Murdoch. Thanks for listening and see you next time. (laughs) 